We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Toy Cat, and welcome to the start of what is going to be an audio-only, but with video podcast. Some would say, is it really? Uh, look how professional I am. Uh, this is something... Uh, that is, honestly, you, you might even say, is it audio only if you have video? I would say it definitely still is, but it's something I figured would be fun uh, to give a bit of a whirl because I've always loved the long-form conversation. Maybe you have too, and today we're going to dive right into that. This is episode one of Deep in the Mine because we're going to be getting deep into the mine craft, that is. Uh, you might have heard this week we've had 1.20 release, actually. It's a uh, 1.20 snapshots release, and it's been interesting because now we've had a couple of them. We had our first one, and then we, you know, which was the big build-up after months, and then we've had the more realistic return to the expectation of this week, where it's mostly bug fixes and smaller changes, and I think when you look at these two things combined, you get a good feel as to exactly uh, what the goal is in, <laughs> you know, you, you start to get a real good feel of what they're really going for in this, uh, you know, kind of update so far. You're going to get a good feel as to where 1.20 is going that 1.19 and 1.18 didn't. I think, unlike every other Minecraft update that's come out before this one, this one uh, comes with kind of expectations which are uh, very, very different because uh, we, we, we had a long time where Minecraft updates were just kind of good between one point. Uh, you know, like 4 and 1.12, then 1.13 to 1.16, every update was a big, we spend a full year on a themed update, and it was hitting it out of the park. You might not like the update Aquatic, you might not like uh, the, uh, you know, the the, the Village and Pillage update, but when you look at these updates as a whole, never update as well, every single one of them is, you know, it's a good amount of content, it's a 7 out of 10 at worst, and so to have three really cool updates come out one after another is, to me, in my mind, uh, something really cool. But here's the, uh, then after that is the kind of, uh, the COVID era where, oh no, we can't make a full update. We're doing updates every six months. And it felt like they got into this weird cycle of always trying to just about catch up with themselves almost, it seems. So uh, right after uh, you know, the, the Caves and Cliffs, they had to delay it, and so when Caves and Cliffs Part 2 come out, came out, it didn't feel like, oh yeah, Caves and Cliffs Part 2 is here finally, it took its time, it felt like, well, it's missing some features that are coming later, also it's way later than I expected, also it's way smaller than I expected. Then the Wild Update came out, the exact same thing, even from when they announced the Wild Update, people have these same vibes, so a 1.20's here, and we've got like a update that it basically has to uh, either revert to the mean, it has to say, yeah, the uh, 
the whole pandemic catching up era, that's over. We're giving ourselves the full year. We're going to make a grand update and we don't, we don't even know what the name is yet. Or it could be, yeah, we're giving ourselves a year to do these potential, these things we did previously in six months. You have no idea which way it's going to go. It's it's one of those things where you can't see history when you're living in it. However, uh, my, my personal uh, vibe, my personal take uh, here is that uh, the, the what we've seen so far is really quite cool, but also shows that, yeah, it's not going to be every update, massive new features. It doesn't even mean that for a while we're going to have the true ambition of this update shown. What we're going to have instead is we're going to have an update that develops more or less with community input. That works for better and that works for worse. In my opinion, uh, the community has some really dumb uh, opinions. Like, <laughs> so if it was up to us, we would still have Deep Slate be called Grimstone and, uh, you know, the, the Ravager would still be called the Illager Beast. Are those things, you know, great additions? Who I wouldn't say for sure. If, if it was up to us, we'd have the Phantom in Minecraft. Except that's not a hypothetical. That's a real thing. You get punished for not sleeping um, in, in Minecraft. And it's 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 ridiculous in, in uh, to a lot of people, myself included. And it kind of proves that, yeah, you can't use the community to develop an update, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, the 1.20 so far is uh, it's, it's being guided by community feedback. Hopefully that means good things. So far, the only thing they directly pointed to and said this was definitely a community was the new camel walking animation so the hope is that from here on out uh you know they're not going to exclusively listen to the community after all if they wanted to do that um <laughs> still every single time they ask for feedback the top suggestion is always remove reporting system from the game and so clearly um you know they're not just listening blindly to the community i don't think they probably legally can listen on that particular front, uh, that particular controversial front, perhaps we could say. Um, but the, the the direction of uh, what we have right now is something that reminds me of uh, you know kind of a, an update era, era gone by. Like we we for so long known what they're making before they make it that we're one point twenty just having this open canvas that uh, the the official themes are like uh, story building and uh, you know like discovery, right? And those are really broad themes. It's this. It's the sort of thing where someone asks, like, so what are you eating for dinner? And you say, probably nutritious or tasty food. One of it's gonna be. It's gonna be nutritious or tasty. Maybe both at the same time. And it's like, well, I guess that rules out having. You know, like, uh, blended up dirt, I guess. You're not going to be having a mud pie for dinner uh, if it's going to be nutritious or tasty. I guess if you like the taste of mud, even that might not be true. But, yeah, the uh, so the so um, what we've seen so far, 1.20, is we've seen an update uh, that is definitely not uh, terrified in the slightest of, uh, you know, like, taking its time and working out what needs to be done. This could result in a bunch of really cool narrative-driven features. I've uh, I've spoken before with uh, Olraf speci uh, specifically about this, one of the Minecraft developers. Uh, he's, he's really, really passionate about the idea of, like, it's cool when you build your own stories, and it totally is. Everyone agrees that it's amazing when you create a world in the world. And how do you create a world in the world? More blocks might do that. More mobs might do that. So many people say, wow, Minecraft feels dead at squirrels. But then you just have squirrels, you'd look once and be like, wow, there are squirrels, and then there's nothing else to it, right? Oak trees don't even drop acorns. But <laughs> if you start to add tools the player can use, so hanging signs as a great example, uh, they are a tool the player can use because now you, you, you write on the sign and it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that hangs off the side there. It, it allows you to make a blacksmith, not just a room with a 
blacksmith in there or an anvil if you're making one yourself, it allows you to make something you can properly display. Having these bookcases um, not only allows you to do weird redstone things, but it's also going to allow you to do, uh, as a fun example here maybe we could say, um, Having these, uh, you know, these new uh, bookshelves allows you to write tomes of books, so you can write a whole series of them, and I think that's that's really fun, personally. So, um, yeah, overall, what is my my vibe on 1.20 so far? I think it is, but it's got a lot of potential. But the problem is, everything has potential when you don't know about it. This is this is like the secret of good marketing, is you want to be non-specific. The more you clarify, the more you tell people about actual specifics, the more you'll make people realize this isn't for them. If I tell you I've got this new revolutionary, uh, you know, like, idea for Minecraft, this new amazing controller, right? You're like, oh, it's a new controller. And then you're thinking of all the things yourself. You've wanted in something. And if you just kind of loosely uh, describe it to people, it's really, really great. And uh, whereas if I show you, this is exactly it. It will have a stick here and a stick here. Now, if you're excited about like, well, but I wanted I wanted the, the sticks to be concave rather than, I forget the opposite of concave. But, <laughs> you know, having, being able to actually have uh, these, uh, these firm details seems like a good thing. And it's all that people want ultimately uh but as a uh you know if in the world of marketing the best thing is to, to do to allow people to discover that is discover by actually experiencing the product in the case of you know uh, i i want uh, with the big uh, the biggest uh like demonstration for this is always apple right the the features they describe are super super vague and they're open to like yeah someone could do something amazing with this and i think that's what you need to do uh with minecraft too you need to say hey yeah this is a big thing and it's a big thing for you to do things with. See how that goes for you, you know? Um, I think that's a lot of fun. But yeah, 1.20 as a whole uh, has this uh, general uh, vibe to it of... It can, again, like, I, you can project project onto it whatever you want right now. As updates get closer to release, you stop being able to do that. When 1.19 was close to its release, we're like, wait. Real so the wild, the wild update. An update... That is wild. It has just the. There's nothing wild in it, and it, you know, like again, it. <laughs> there was this like surely they must be. Do no, nope. It's okay. Nothing said that. There's like a moment when your expectations and your reality can seep in, and ideally you have it slowly drift from one to the other. Expectations perfectly match reality. Sometimes that's your expectations being uh, unmet. That sometimes that's your expectations being overmet. But ideally you have them perfectly meet right here in the middle. When that doesn't happen, I think things get a bit bad. Yeah, my overall um, well played by them. I yeah, I, I, I totally have that have that feeling. Like the the idea. That this is a really smart decision if they know what they're doing from here. But, you know, like, the the weird thing about uh, privileged knowledge, right? The weird thing about any organization where knowledge is on the inside is you'll never know for sure if something that looks really dumb publicly is actually dumb and something that looks really smart publicly is actually smart. A lot of things that might seem smart publicly, like only revealing a few things, that might actually be everyone at Mojang panicking a week before Minecraft Live, you know, a week before they announce this update, and going, guys, has anyone done anything for this update? Please, someone, please, oh god, no one's done anything, oh, and then, okay, so, uh, what can we do in, like, a week, uh, camels, and it could be, could be something like that, 
Or, uh, you know, so again, like something that seems really smart could be dumb. Something that seems really uh, dumb can be quite smart. I think um, a great example of this is probably uh, the acquisition of Minecraft as a whole. My- My- Microsoft bought Minecraft for $2.5 billion. And at the time, everyone... Uh, was saying it was a really bad decision. Even me, I said, like, how are they going to make their money back? The The game sells for $20. You're going to need to sell, what is that, like, $20? Tw- you need to sell 125 million copies or something, which, side note, not only has it sold 125 million copies, so Microsoft made all their money back, and they now own the most valuable game in the world, but as well as that, uh, all of the merch. Wait, you, you know, I, I have a Blockopedia right here. Do you see this? They sold an encyclopedia of blocks. It's one of these. You meant to hold books by this. Um, the the amount of weird side merch you can buy for Minecraft, and the amount that they all sell. Um, there's a famous uh, like uh, adage in the in the entertainment world that the reason uh, that Star Wars was such a smart buy is uh, you know like is because of all the merchandising. And I think honestly, with Minecraft, it's proven the same thing. People, when people are invested in a brand. You might think there is only a few things to sell them, but people who really love a brand will buy a lot of ridiculously expensive things. Um, so D- uh, Disney uh, has Star Wars, but I think it's their their big competitor, Universal, that has Hogwarts. People will spend ludicrous amounts of money on a wand because there, it's like it's their uni- you know, When you read the books, you want a wand the whole time. So on, sell. You're you're creating these demand for these things. When you play Minecraft and you see there's a really cute camel, now you want a camel plush. And uh, I, th- I think that's a weird, like, secondary benefit of all these things, personally. Um, I, uh, I, I, I do definitely think that every, everything we're seeing uh, has a... Has a uh, you know, the, the reason they release updates as a whole. It's a free update, by the way. It always has to be said. Minecraft just... You, you can buy the game once, and then you get eternal free content. Um, they were the first major game to really step on that, to say... Yeah, you bought it, so of course you're going to get all the updates. And they, they they didn't ever put an end date on that. They said, for the foreseeable future, kind of meaning like, yeah, as long as we can develop the game, we will. Obviously, with Microsoft's acquisition, if they wanted to keep developing the game forever, they could. If they wanted to stop developing it next year, you know, argue financial reasons, they could find great financial reasons for that. You know, big companies move the way that big companies do. But um, the the underlying uh, financial point there is that they will release these updates forever, and it seems like a generous thing to do. But uh, you know, now that it is a big company that could argue against or doing whatever it wants, uh, it actually isn't necessarily uh, a, a a perfectly out of their heart decision. And the reason I say that is because um, if you look at uh, the, the Minecraft updates, there is a big peak in interest for the game. No doubt, a lot of people are just returning to their copies of Minecraft. That doesn't make Minecraft money, you might think. Uh, but a lot of people will be buying Minecraft for the first time. Partially because, uh, you know, you're just someone who's really always heard of Minecraft, but till the advertising campaign, you haven't got into it. Partially because you buy on a new platform. Like, you want Minecraft on your phone now? Get Minecraft on your phone now. You, you haven't got Minecraft on your new PlayStation 5? Well, you can get it, and it's actually pretty affordable. Um, and so, you know, they make a ton of money from that, I'm sure. I, I'd love to see the sales peak. Uh, ooh, look at that. My hand can go behind mine. Uh, but I'd love to see the sales peak before and after an update. Uh, but what I'd also like to see is, um, so, it, 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 yeah, if, if I'm being totally honest here, I, I would love to see 
uh, how much they make from people who stopped playing maybe an update or two ago, get back into the game. Now they get a realm so they can play with their friends. Or maybe now they buy some content. Because the second thing I wanted to talk about today is... Um, so what, what the, the direction of 1.20 is the, the thing I feel like I could discuss for hours and hours and hours. It is one of those topics, though, that it'll be funny to look back at this uh, when 1.20 is out and realize, like, okay... Yeah, you were right when you said that. You were horrifically wrong when you said that. But um, right right now, at Ram Recording, for more specifically dated things, uh, this is Minecraft Spooky Season that has started. The Minecraft Marketplace has started something called Spooky Season. And uh, I, I want to talk about this because it's a great example of, um, you know, like Minecraft getting a... Like, I guess every... It's a, it's a widely known thing, right? Especially... Uh, in the corporatized world, uh, people like to jump aboard uh, big trends like Halloween to sell sell their products. I, a lot of people say like, oh, that's really, you know, like Valentine's Day was invented by gift card companies to sell people things. And it's like, well, I, I don't actually think that's actually necessarily a bad thing. Like, if if creating a day out of thin air where you have to, sh- where showing love to people is appreciated and then people buy things because they want to show love to people, is that a bad thing? I guess, uh, you know, the, the opposite side is the uh, the whole diamond thing where diamonds are only popular as engagement gifts because of <laughs> the, uh, the the one company that owns a ridiculous percent of the world's diamonds. So, you know, like, uh, you, you can make bad traditions in society is... Uh, you know, Valentine's Day a bad tradition? Is Minecraft update season a bad tradition? Is Halloween a bad tradition? That's your decision to make. But uh, the, the thing about it that is interesting is that they are doing a big, like, push for the marketplace. Like, there are spooky things that you can buy. And I want to talk about this because it's a great example of Minecraft, like, always, almost always just about missing... Uh, the key point of the game. So something they, this year for the first time, they did actually, uh, they've introduced a whole brand new um, like spooky uh, panorama when you're on the menu. I actually I actually like that. We're getting spooky vibes to the game itself rather than just the marketplace. But every year they're like, here are brand new things you can buy. Ooh. Whereas, uh, yeah, there are still Halloween features which are not added to the game. The, the most famous being, of course, the having a pumpkin spawn randomly on a uh, on a skeleton or a, a zombie's head, and uh, I think the the biggest issue of this is just you need to again like with uh, regular Minecraft when they release Minecraft updates they're so successful because everyone can play them and then some people download or buy maps or skins or or something like that or just buy Minecraft as a whole to promote Minecraft and really be like it is spooky. Uh, it, it is fun. You want to play it for Halloween. You know, get that seasonal boost. You can't just say there are things you can buy. Ooh, you got to actually, you've got to go in and say, yeah, here is something cool about the game. On this day, like they do on the other edition of the game, uh, the, the, like on this day, you'll have skeletons and zombies spawning with pumpkins. You could go a step further. Like uh, on Christmas, they change the chest look. Why not change the look of the chests on every major holiday? That's a fun idea too, in my opinion. Um, you know, there's there's probably some argument about not every culture celebrates holidays, but I, I, I don't necessarily think that's a good reason. I think that's actually necessarily a bad reason. Uh, and yeah, so there, there is a spooky season of content that's launching. But the thing is, I don't think, if you ever look at the, like, the amount of people who care or engage uh, with these things, it's going to be greater than normal, but it's never going to be as much hype as if they just added one free 
content to the game uh, that wasn't character creator trying to lead you down the emote ladder was just, yeah, the game gets a little bit better on Halloween specifically. I think more things that happen seasonally in Minecraft would encourage, again, uh, Every product knows, like, having some seasonal reason to engage is a good thing. It encourages people to get back into it, to maybe go back there later. And the fact that Minecraft doesn't get this, despite every year for the last few years now, ramping up their 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 marketplace, their paid maps uh, that they're promoting for Halloween, even having, by the way, a Halloween event. See, this, this sounds ridiculous, but they have a Halloween event in their other game, Minecraft Dungeons. They know that Halloween would get people into the game, and they haven't done it. And I, I see, again, this is that thing. From the outside, it could seem really dumb that they're missing out on this. Or maybe on the inside, you know, they've, they've done the market research. In 80% of the territories where Minecraft is sold, you know, they're trying to get uh, big into Africa um, and uh, the Indian subcontinent, like that. They've, they've mentioned before, like, these are the... We've sold as many Minecraft copies as basically can exist in the Western world, so we're trying to reach into developing markets. Maybe Halloween isn't as big there. They have the smart data that says you'll turn them off with these darn American holidays, because I know Halloween isn't American, but Halloween is American, right? Every, every year, uh, if, you look at, if you look at what happens, every single year, there's, like, the same... Uh, generic things happening in America of like, ooh, make sure not to give you... Uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, this isn't a... I'm not going to dive too deep into the whole, like, American differences to here in the UK. Um, but uh, one of the weirdest things has to be the, the like, the weird culture of, like, every anyone who has an opportunity to do something bad to you will do something bad to you. Like, oh, yeah, well, if you send your kids out trick-or-treating, they might get drugs in the candy or razor blades. <laughs> It's like why would someone? You have to think. You have to think of people as so mean spirited, uh, and then also of really, really, you know, like again, I, I think drugs are an example of like those cost good money. You know, it's like imagine um, saying a rumor like, oh yeah, if you use a public water fountain, they spike your water with vodka. And it's like yeah, that could happen. There's there's nothing that can. There's nothing that can st- that, that that will stop that, right? But also, at the same time, is it going to happen? Is someone going to waste a lot of money just to hurt people? Uh, it's, it's that thing about motives, right? In the same way you don't know if something's smart or dumb, you can usually assume that people aren't doing dumb, spiteful things all the time. Maybe maybe that's, again, a cultural difference there. But uh, yeah, overall, I want to dive into one last thing today, actually. Because I've, um, I, I want to have this uh, be a little segment on the, on the, on the show uh, every week, perhaps. I, I, I think it would be cool... To show off, maybe every week or whatever, uh, I think it'd be quite cool to show off something interesting uh, inspired about Minecraft. Maybe maybe even we could uh, have this be like, every week you show me some some things that you built. But uh, I, I feel like Minecraft inspiration is a hard thing to find. I've, I've got a lot of series on my channel all about uh, finding this inspiration from your worlds, from the other worlds that exist. I think this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. Like, what should I build? Finding something you're inspired with. And so that's why I wanted to share something I really liked. It relates to 1.20. As you know, they added hanging signs in this update. And here's what you could build with them. I, I think this is just so clever. Like, I, I guess theoretically you could do this with existing uh, stuff. But if you, if you just look again, I think this is so great. Like, using the brand new hanging sign... Uh, using literally 8x8 fit, making Steve the classic skin. You know, obviously not forever going to be Steve, but I just think it's such a smart idea to take a brand new block 
and use creativity with it. I think, again, that's that's to me what shows 1.20 is doing its job right of expanding uh, player-created narratives of, like, sure, you know, actually adding creativity to the game. Sure, if you want, you can use a hanging sign to add uh, a... You can write on it and add things to your world. Sure, you can use um, a camel as just a mob that exists in your world, but you could also make the camel into something you ride for fun. You could also uh, make uh, the hanging signs into a giant picture of Steve, and I absolutely love that. And I feel like, again, every every one of these, every week, uh, I think it'd be fun uh, to share something fun that inspired me. This is a fun... Uh, new world that we have entered, and uh, I hope that you've enjoyed it. I the goal is so this series is uh, on uh, YouTube on demand. It's going to be uh, every single week for the most part. Uh, that is the plan. It's it's the opportunity to do the long form podcast that people are always asking for. And um, the other wonderful thing here is uh, it will also be uh, hosted live. So uh, this is in partnership with Prediction. You know, I've never even asked. Is that like pre? Is that like meant to be like prediction or is it like pre-addiction? You know, am I like pre-addicted to esports? But um, yeah, it is a uh, with with thanks to the help of them. This is broadcast on Twitch. I don't have my own Twitch account. I've gone <laughs> very publicly on the record about why I don't stream on Twitch, and so I'm not streaming on Twitch. I'm streaming, and someone else is making it Twitch, which is a fun way to do things. So uh, yeah, next week, roughly this time. Uh, you can see the second episode, or you can binge it on YouTube, because that's how people watch things, right? Um, yeah, this will be uh, available, and you can watch it there. I uh, th- It will be roughly 30 minutes uh, most weeks. This week is all about finding the format, testing out some stuff, seeing how it goes. I haven't even technically, like, like the technical... Uh, like Again, like I didn't even know this is slightly transparent up there. That's kind of weird, right? My arm gets cut off everywhere else, though. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Do you like do you like these little torches? I thought this was a cute touch. Um, it's like prediction with the second E for esports. Ah, predict pre E pre. You know, what? I get it. I nope. I want to get it. Pre prediction pre E diction. Yeah, like pre. Okay, I get it. I get it. Finally. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, I hope that you enjoyed today's thing and i look forward to seeing you next week for the second episode this is the pilot wait 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 because this is we can we can use fancy tv terms this is the pilot and i look forward to seeing you for episode two unless i didn't like this in which case episode one (laughs) ultimately uh yeah it's it's a lot of fun look forward to seeing you there goodbye Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.